Hello, pet lovers, and a warm tail wag welcome to all of our listeners. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Did Fido poop today? My name is Jennifer Maroney, and I am the owner of Critter Sitters and More. And this podcast is all about the health and care of our pet family. I invite you to head on over to our website, CritterSittersAndMore.com, and check out the Critter Parent Resources tab for more great information. And of course, be sure to like, follow, and share our Facebook page, Peninsula. Now for today's topic. I have been noticing recently an explosion of people announcing that they have adopted a new fur baby to their home. And it's so exciting because in the world there are lots of, uh, you know, uh, animals that need a good home. And I have uh, been just thrilled to see that uh, people have decided that because they are social distancing and following the stay-at-home orders, that they have the time to adopt and bring a pet into their home and and um, you know spend the time to get them properly socialized. And so when I was chit-chatting with my uh, associate Sydney a couple of weeks ago about possibly joining me on our podcast at Vito Poop today. Uh, she said she would love to talk about socializing pets in this time of social distancing. And we're going to talk a little bit about um, you know, the puppies, because we all love puppies and we love to bring home puppies. Uh, and uh, we want to make sure that we socialize them appropriately. And we're also going to touch a little bit on, uh, you know, what happens when you adopt an older dog from a rescue, which is what I did. And I see a lot of people doing that as well and making sure that you're giving them the right amount of time. Uh, so Sydney is a certified dog trainer through the Animal Behavior College and has a diploma in canine behavior and science and technology from the Companion Animal Science Institute. Additionally, she is scheduled to graduate in May 2020 with a Bachelor of Psychology focused on animal behavior from Old Dominion University. I didn't even know until I met Sydney that ODU offered this type of course. So I'm so excited that she loves, you know, just focusing in on her career. I, and in fact, you know, Sydney has this humongously amazing background and experience involving all sorts of animals. So she has worked in the veterinary field with uh, exotic, domestic, and wild animals. Uh, she has done shelter work. She has done pet boarding. Uh, she has been a zookeeper uh, for Virginia specific species, um, and she's even dabbled in pet photography. If I had known that before now, I would have had her take some pictures of Hot Sauce and I. Um, anybody who knows me knows that Hot Sauce is the love of my life. Sorry, hubby, but I know you know that. 
So uh, she actually began working for Clevel Critters in 2012. And um, after this was after uh, she had been doing uh, some training with them. And the founder, um, Ellen, had recognized Sydney's strengths and invited her to join the team. So when Ellen began to make plans to move out of the Hampton Roads area, she knew Sydney would be perfect to take over Clever Critters. What I love about Sydney most is that she actively pursues continuous education about animal training behavior uh, through attending seminars and conferences annually, as well as reading, webinars, and other sources to add to her knowledge and skill set. And she's going to be sharing some of those sources with us today. Um, she has excellent judgment when interacting with animals and an adept in choosing appropriate and safe training techniques. Um, I've actually worked with Sydney with my own pet as well as uh, pet client pets. And I'm always odd when she picks up a slight change in the pet that we are working with that I don't notice. And, you know, some of these pets I've been pet sitting for for years. So, you know, her ability to just cue into the subtle differences is just blows my mind. Um, Sydney is able to work with dogs, cats, and other species as well. Um, and just so you know, uh, a little bit more about her amazing, um, you know, willingness to continually educate herself. Uh, she is a proud member of the Pet Professional Guild, is a family paused, licensed presenter. We'll have to talk about that some other time, Sydney. And is silver certified in low stress handling for the veterinary field. She is currently working towards her fear-free animal trainer certification, which I love and thank you because it's something that I have been thinking about doing myself. Um, and uh, she is uh, followed by her fear-free veterinary professional consultation certification, and she is a puppy start right instructor. So I know everybody listening is going to get some amazing tips from Sydney today. And of course, I encourage you to reach out to her um, after you have listened to this and um, just kind of tap into her expertise and the resources that she is going to be sharing with us today. Well, I am very excited to be talking about socializing your puppy during a period where we are social distancing. And one of the reasons that this topic is so important to me right now, because I know since everybody is at home or a good majority of our uh, people and community are, are at home and working from home, they have decided that now is the time to get a new pet because their home and they can work with them. So, um, you know, our first question that we are going to be examining is, if I can't have my puppy meet other people and other dogs, Sydney, how do we socialize them? 
Well, so this is actually kind of a funny question for me because when I am working on socialization with puppies, um, we already try to practice social distancing because in the end, we don't want a adult dog who feels the need or has learned that they need to go interact with everybody and everything. Interesting. So when it comes to, you know, social distancing right now, this is actually really beneficial time to work on teaching your puppy things like um, we don't meet everybody and everything. Um, Being able to help them build some of that, that impulse control and uh, work on the relationship with you and realizing that changes in the environment are normal. Um, and actually on top of that, uh, so the, the idea of socialization is, is not quite what, um, what it actually means. So when people come to me and tell me, well, I'm socializing my puppy, you know, they're, meeting all my family members and they live with another dog or they live with a, a, you know, multiple other dogs. That's just one tiny little part of socialization. There's so much more to it that we are neglecting by not, not knowing or not doing our research to help our puppies appropriately learn how do they navigate their environment through the rest of their lives. So then what is socialization? Because, you know, I know everybody thinks, okay, socialization means making sure they meet as many people and as many puppies or many other dogs in as many situations as possible. But I'm hearing that's not exactly right. So what is, you know, what should we be doing? Absolutely. So I think, you know, that absolutely is the best question for for new puppy parents is what is socialization? You know, what do you think socialization means and how does that stand up to what the professionals actually mean by socialization? So I'm actually going to give some, some really good examples. There was a webinar, a free webinar actually recently by Rachel Lees on fearfreepets.com called pandemic puppies. And she did a beautiful job of explaining what socialization is. So her definition, and she ended up coming up with a few of them, is socialization is teaching your puppy skills to better navigate living in a human world. So yes, I want my puppy to meet dogs and people. However, do we always meet dogs and people? Is that truly how we navigate in a human world? I don't meet most people on the street. (laughs) My puppy doesn't need to either. Um, Socialization includes confidence with changes, comfortability with changes, um, building social uh, social skills with humans, dogs, and other species. It involves problem solving, thinking rationally, building stress coping skills, And really importantly, building a really strong foundation for lifelong learning. Wow, that's humongous. I mean, that's that's a lot of little pieces that go into the whole capsule of socialization. It absolutely is. When we when we talk about socialization or when I 
talk with my puppy parents about socialization. We talk about all five senses. You know, what is my puppy seeing? What is my puppy hearing? Tasting, touching, smelling, all of those are important. Uh, What do I expect my puppy to deal with on a day-to-day basis throughout the rest of their life? What are the possible things my puppy could come across throughout his life? I may not be able to socialize my puppy to a cow, but, (laughs) you know, if I socialize well and teach my puppy that changes are normal and seeing other species is just a normal part of life, then when my dog is five, six, ten years old and they see a cow for the first time ever, it's not a big deal. They don't care. It's, huh, all right, something changed in the environment. No big deal. Get information from mom. We move on. Wow. <laughs> and I, I had to giggle when you said cow because uh, <laughs> one of one of the dog walks that I do on a regular basis, we get to go by a... Um, uh, stables. I think they're private stables. Um, right. And every so often the horses are at the fence. And I, you know, I love it. I, I think my little uh, pup that I get to walk at that time couldn't care less. So she has probably <laughs> seen those horses for a very long time. Right. So, you know, it's a normal part of her routine. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so when when is the best time to start socializing? So the socialization period for dogs is approximately three weeks of age to 16 weeks of age. So the best time for us to socialize our puppies is actually under the four-month-old mark. Wow. And so the reason that that is the best time is because developmentally, that's when our dogs are best capable at making strong positive associations and recovering from stress quickly and easily. Now, that's going to vary based on the puppy and their genetic influence because puppies aren't blank slates. So, you know, if you do go through a breeder, making sure that you are working with a reputable breeder who is going to begin socialization from day one, based on the puppy's developmental stage, that's going to really set you apart with your dog versus the puppy that came from a backyard breeder or from a pet store or off Craigslist, because Mm -hmm. those puppies don't have a solid genetic foundation, and they're probably not getting a very solid environmental foundation. So those first four months of the dog's life, are extremely crucial. So if you don't mind a tip or two, because um, I, I do know um, you know several people who have adopted puppies from breeders uh, mm-hmm. in, in the last uh, month or two. Um, so we bring our new puppy home and uh, what might be the first step? Just just the first step to you know healthy socialization. Absolutely. So step one would be, hopefully you've done this prior to bringing your puppy home, but if not, definitely day one, make sure that you are researching and looking and attending a reputable puppy socialization class. So a lot of trainers um, up until recently have always required puppies to be 
fully up to date on all of their puppy vaccines before attending one group class. And that's really unfortunate because by that time, they're out of their socialization period. Puppies don't end their puppy vaccines until anywhere between four to six months of age. And by that time, you've missed the most crucial point of learning for your puppy. So research has shown that if you you and your puppy attend a reputable socialization class, so someone who is familiar with and skilled in puppy socialization, who is taking the appropriate um, health and safety standards to make sure that it is a good environment for your puppy, there are no risks of your puppy getting sick or injured, they're working with the clients on uh, body language, behavior, and the crucial learning skills, then there's a much decreased risk of your dog developing behavior concerns as an adult if they attend that appropriate socialization class during that four-month period. Wow, you know, it never even really occurred to me that there were these really good puppy socialization courses. Um, and, and mainly because, um, you know, I've always had older dogs come into my home. Um, so for the person, you know, for all those wonderful people out there that are adopting from rescues and shelters right now and, you know, um, are going for the dogs that are, you know, anywhere between two years to, to eight or nine, you know, hot sauce was seven when I adopted him, mm-hmm. um, I, I do know, you know, they they are carrying with them, you know, a lot of baggage. Uh, yes. They, they may have been, you know, handed off a couple of times to different families or uh, like hot sauce. He was um, he was uh, surrendered to the Virginia Beach SPCA uh, and then picked up by a rescue. Uh, afterwards, uh, he was adopted and then returned. <laughs> uh, so, you know, yeah, but then I got him and I got like the most, I, I know you'll argue with me, but I got the most adorable dog ever. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you know, so many people are opening their hearts and opening their homes, knowing that, you um, it, it may not be perfect in the beginning. Sure. Um, you know what? What are some what are some great tips for for bringing in you know a, a dog that obviously they come in and they're a little fearful. Uh, you know mm-hmm. how, how how do you know what would be one of the first couple of things you would think for them? Sure. So there absolutely are a lot of scenarios where you know whether people, um, that individual owner does not want to or can't go through a reputable breeder and they want to get a puppy elsewhere or they want to get an adult dog. So not even during the socialization period, they want, you know, an adult dog where they can already have a good idea of the dog's temperament versus a developing personality. Um, then, you know, we, we do, we have to kind of understand that they very likely may come with some baggage. Um, I can't 
understate the importance or overstate the importance of, uh, of a decompression period, whether it's bringing a new puppy into the home or bringing an adult dog into the home. Um, a lot of people are really gung ho initially to start doing stuff with their dog. Let's go for all the walks. Let's do all the car rides. Let's go to the vet and have our vet checkup. Let's, you know, jump into training and, and go play fetch in the yard and do everything. And this is kind of a major change in your dog's life going into a new environment. So I'm not saying don't do any of those things with your dog, but taking it easy, um, potentially using some stress reduction aids like the product Adaptil, which is a calming pheromone for Mm -hmm. dogs, uh, helping the dog focus on how to be calm and relaxed, employing enrichment so that your dog can work on species, uh, species specific behaviors and stress reduction, reducing uh, frustration, reducing boredom, um, and just do some bonding with your dog, you know, let them chill for, you know, a few days, a week, maybe two weeks, depending on the individual dog. Um, Let them get to know their environment, reward them consistently, constantly, very, very generously for uh, checking out new and different things, build their confidence, build their comfort in the home um, and, and help them learn that you're there to, to help them and be their advocate and, and you're going to help make this easy for them. I love the consistent, constant, and generously. That's, I mean, that really is it. And it's amazing to watch how much their personalities change as they settle into their new environment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think it probably took hot sauce a good year to be 100% comfortable in this home. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, who he is now is it's completely different. You know, three years later from from the little little sweetheart that I, you know, said, this is the one for me and and brought him on home. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, it's interesting. I'm in a somewhat similar situation taking in a um a backyard breeder puppy oh. that someone couldn't keep choosing to foster him and he foster failed in my house um and watching him go from this very very poor genetic foundation very fearful puppy and grow into this now one-year-old becoming braver, becoming more confident, able to engage in his environment and take information from me more readily, dog. Oh, that's amazing. I love success stories. It's so exciting. He's a good boy. All right. So, you know, we're during, we're in this middle of this pandemic um, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we're, we're focusing on social distancing which sounds to me isn't such a bad thing for a puppy. (laughs) So what can I do right now uh, to assist my puppy with, you know, getting the skills that it needs? Absolutely. So there's a lot of different um, resources that I think are out there. So one 
is do your research and continue to learn. There is so much beneficial information out there about uh, socialization. Um, There are so many behavior professionals offering uh, free and discounted services virtually all over the world in order to help with socialization. So probably the biggest thing for puppy clients right now is don't wait. Like this is your only time to socialize and there's still things we can do um, with things that are currently happening in our country and in our society. So if you're not sure, or if, you know, you're not skilled in socializing puppies, which most of our pet parents aren't. They don't do this for a living. It is absolutely okay and encouraged to get help, get coaching from a reputable trainer and behavior professional. Um, there's so many different resources out there, uh, things to help people understand that socialization does not equal exposure or vice versa. When we talk about socialization, we are talking about gradual and positive exposure, helping your puppy build confidence on their own, not forcing it. Um, Learning to speak dog, learn your dog's body language, learn their fear, anxiety, and stress signals early on so that you don't have to wait for them to become fearful of things in order to respond. be your puppy's advocate, you know, be a teacher, not a dictator. We want to help our puppies, not force our puppies. So in the home, there's a lot of things we can do in order to make sure that we are staying both safe and healthy, not only for our puppies, but for ourselves. So things like creating a novel room. If you have a puppy, set up a room in your house where the door is going to be closed and every day, You put new sights, new smells, new surfaces, different types of food. Um, I'm totally blanking on my last sense here. Sight, smell, sounds, taste, and texture. So, you know, an example might be I have in my house a, um, a cat toy that makes a loud rattling sound. So that's going to be a new sound and a new sight for my puppy. Um, you know, I have lotion that I don't wear super frequently. So I might, you know, put some of that on, um, before I go and do some training with my puppy. Um, there's, you know, I can easily use an app called soundproof puppy. I think it's maybe $2, um, on your, on your app store. Um, uh, and it goes through motorcycles, vacuums, oh. thunder, fireworks, um, all kinds of different puppies, uh, sounds that puppies need to be, uh, positively exposed to, um, wear costumes around the house, you know, pull out that really <laughs> big, uh, fuzzy black, uh, <laughs> snow coat that you have and, you know, do some training with your puppy with that. Put the hood up, put some sunglasses on, pull out the Halloween costumes. Don't do anything that um, you see your puppy 
becoming scared of, again, work up gradually, but the more positive exposure your puppy has to these things, the better it's going to be able to navigate these as an adult dog. Um, Get creative. That's really going to be the biggest thing. In the home, get creative. There's so many things in our own homes that we can socialize our puppies to. Um, The sound of a muffin tin rattling across the tile floor. Um, Outside, there's still things that we can do. Um, Your puppy, again, doesn't need to go up and meet dogs and people, but instead practice some classical counter conditioning from a distance. I see a new person, therefore food happens. Hmm. Um, I see a giant great game, food happens. food happens. I see a tiny little cat cross the street, food happens. Um, probably the other biggest thing for our puppies right now is because we are spending so much time at home, we absolutely have to work on building up their independence and their ability to be alone. So departures, alone time, those are all things that even adult dogs right now, professionals are getting concerned that we're going to see a major influx in separation anxiety when things start to go back to normal. Absolutely. In fact, we um, are encouraging our clients who we do daily dog walks to at least let us come and do one dog walk a week, even if they're mm-hmm. home, just so the pets understand, you know, that you know, the situation is is going to change. So, right. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And even just um, putting your puppy in his playpen and giving him a puzzle toy to do for a half hour while you go to the other side of the house and work on something or you go out in the yard and do some yard work or you go take a walk around the park or go sit in your car and read a book for a half hour Mm -hmm. um let your puppy practice being alone and enjoy being alone absolutely so Well, I appreciate all those tips, and I I know our listeners are going to absolutely love them as well. It's so great to be able to talk about this, uh, particularly in a time where people have the time to do this right. So, you know, this is just uber exciting, and I understand that even though you're not doing appointments right now, uh, that you can still do some consultations via Zoom. I am, yeah, and actually I have um, a list of some resources if you want for any of your puppy, puppy parents right now, too. Absolutely, go for it. Yeah, so probably the uh, first one is going to be, again, that fear-free uh, free webinar on pandemic puppies. So that's on fearfreepets.com. Um, and again, it's a free webinar on pandemic puppies. Um, if you really like to read the two books that I always recommend to my puppy clients, they're short, easy reads, are Puppy Start Right by Debbie Martin. And then Social, Civil, and Savvy by Laura Van Arendonk Bow. Uh, and then as far as virtual classes with a reputable trainer focusing on puppy socialization, 
Um, again, me with Clever Critters, I'm starting to implement some group socialization classes, but I am currently doing one-on-one socialization, again, all via Zoom. There's a lot that we can still cover that way. Awesome. Um, one of my colleagues in Virginia Beach, her company is Freak on a Leash. <laughs> they are doing puppy socialization classes virtually every week, uh, multiple times a week. Um, the Animal Behavior Wellness Center up in Fairfax, that is run by the veterinary behaviorist, Dr. Amy Pike. Uh, one of her trainers is doing virtual puppy socialization classes and lots of other uh, virtual classes. Um, and then last would be Synergy Behavior Solutions. They're actually out on the West Coast, um, but they are also phenomenal resource for uh, puppy socialization and other behavior classes. Wow. Thank you for all those resources and tips. And of course, I will be posting uh, on the information page uh, the details of how everybody can get a hold of you. Absolutely. We've got your email and your website here. And I, you know, I do want to give out a shout out to you. Um, we had Sydney come over um, a few months ago and help us with a few little tricks uh, to keep hot sauce uh, comfortable. Uh, he loves to guard me, and sometimes that means guarding me against my husband. Yeah. Uh, so we wanted to make sure that every experience uh, where my husband approached, uh, that it was a comfortable experience for hot sauce. And he is doing so much better now thanks to awesome. uh, you know working with you and practicing the good techniques which let me tell you were uh, consistent, constant, and generous rewards. Nice. Love it. Um, I appreciate uh, you uh, joining me today and sharing the tips. And I look forward to having you back with us soon with some of the other great topics that all of our pet parents need to know. Absolutely. I look forward to it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening in today. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Want more great tips on pet care and other pet resources? Then head on over to our website, www.crittersittersandmore.com. And be sure to check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash crittersittersandmore.com. VA Peninsula.